Welcome to The Well Podcast. We pray that this message ministers to you and blesses you as you listen. honored to be here and will not um, will not think about what she just said because then I'll just be crying and then I won't be able to deliver the word. I am so glad that you guys are here. I know that a lot of you were here over the weekend and were able to get to know me a little bit. But for those of you that don't know me, my name is Wilmarie Hamilton. My dad is William and my name is, uh, my mom is Maria. So that's where Wilmarie comes from. So I actually, Nate, did you get that picture? Yes. Okay, good. So I showed a picture of my family um, earlier, and it was so old, I realized. So I have a new picture. This is my family. And the new thing in Tennessee is that we got a, a Bucky's in Dalton, Georgia, and it's a gas station. But apparently, it's a really huge deal to a lot of people. And so we had a stop on the way, and that's Noah um, on the bottom, uh, Naya, and my husband, Andy. And so, see, she's a lot taller than the picture I showed this week. So... <laughs> She's 14, he is 8, and my husband and me are entering our 40s, I'm my last year of my, my 30s, so woohoo! And so anyways, um, we have been married now for 18 years, together for 21, and I love working uh, with churches, like they said. I love uh, connecting with people and greeting. If you've come down to RGTN, you've seen our teams, and I also work with the School of Ministry, so that's all official stuff, but honestly, guys, I just love the Lord. Lord. I love the kingdom of God, and I love the ability to be able to help others just be able to go farther in their calling and their ministry. And so today, I am going to share the word of the Lord. Um, and I want to say, like, yesterday, I was like, well, I think I know. And then I, I got a little worried. And then I was like, no, I have such a certainty. And um, this morning, I just got it all together. And this morning here in church, I was like, well, they're going to preach it. So I don't have to do it. And I'm really excited about it. But um, the title, if I had one, would be Fight. Well, no, I have one, Fight Your Fight. And so uh, today, if you would, um, I, would you stand with me? I'm going to read a little bit of 1 Samuel 14. And then we're just going to go through that um, whole chapter and just talk about being able to fight the fight that God has given us to fight today. Um, I'm not going to make you punch your neighbor or anything like that, but I do feel uh, that there is a warrior spirit that needs to come out in a lot of people um, during this time in the kingdom and even during this time in our nation. Um, I've never before seen such a spirit of strife in the wrong direction. <laughs> so, like such a spirit of strife and I want us to be able to look at the enemy and understand that we have the victory. And like she said, we have a roaring lion inside of us. So um, I am so, um, uh, I don't know what the word is, but excited about what the Lord is going to share with us today. And if you allow me to, I won't take long, but I will be strong, hopefully. And I will not uh, step on any of your toes. And if I do, then that's the Lord. That's that's conviction. That's Holy Spirit. It's not condemnation for me because this, this Tennessee girl don't know nothing about you guys up here in Michigan, but I do love it up here. It's beautiful. So, okay, but you're fight for Samuel 14. If you have it, say amen. If you have it on your phone, say holla. Okay, so now it happened. Oh, yeah, you know what? 
I like to laugh. I like to smile. So if I make a joke, you can laugh, okay? Fun church is okay church. All right, everybody? Like we can have joy in the Lord. So now it happened one day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to young man who bore his armor, come, let us go over to the Philistines' garrison that is on the other side. But he did not tell his father. And Saul was sitting in the outskirts of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree, which is in Migron. The people who were with him were about 600 men. And I want you, uh, yeah, okay. Ahijah, the son of Ahitub, Ichabod's brother, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eli, the Lord's priest in Shiloh, was wearing an ephod. But the people did not know that Jonathan had gone. Between the passes by which Jonathan sought to go over to the Philistines' garrison, there was a sharp rock on one side and a sharp rock on the other side. And the name of one was Bozes, and the other name was Sene. The front of the one faced northward opposite Michmash, and other southward opposite Gibeah. Then Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armor, Come, let us go to the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord... Lord will work for us, for nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by few. So his armor bearer said to him, do all that is in your heart. Go then, here I am with you according to your heart. We're going to read the rest of the story as we go along, but I'm going to stop there. Father, we love you. We thank you. We're so grateful for your spirit in this house, the atmosphere of a miracle working ground. We thank you, Jesus, that your spirit is here. We thank you, Father, that today as we reach out to you, God, you have all but amazing impartations, God, for each one of your sons and daughters. We thank you, Lord, that today, God, your presence, in, presence is in this place, Father. Anoint my lips, anoint my mouth, God, that your word would come out, God, and that you would divide between the lies of the enemy and that your spirit of truth, your spirit of truth would just flow into every heart, every mind, every family here. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. All right, you can take a seat. We're just going to go through this chapter and end the story. Some of you, this is not a familiar uh, story, and honestly, it wasn't that familiar to me until a couple months ago. And so we find ourselves, I'm going to give you a little bit of background. We find ourselves with in this situation, all right, where... Israel wanted a king. It had been ruled by prophets, and they decided that they wanted to be like everyone else, and they wanted a king. So Saul was chosen by God, and Samuel the prophet was there. He started out his reign. Samuel said, this is what you want. Here you go. This is what you're going to get, and let's see how this rolls. Samuel, of course, gives um, Saul direction on a warrior fight. He doesn't obey, but the Lord is gracious, and he saves him, and he wins the battle. All right? I know this is a lot, but just just stay with me, all right? So after this battle is won, Saul doesn't really know what to do. The people had never had a king. He didn't have someone to go, that's what kings do, so that's what they're going to do. So Saul, knowing that the Philistines still wanted to pummel him, instead of deciding to go to battle, he said, we're just going to chill here for right now. All right? So instead of going to battle, he decided, we're just going to chill out by the pomegranate trees. I've never seen a pomegranate tree, but I'm sure they're just chilling, all right? And so 
in all of this, the Philistines say, we're going to strategically come around you and we're going to take away your ability to have any swords. We're going to take your ability to have any weapons. So they took away all the swordsmiths of Israel so that they couldn't have any weapons sharpened or anything to be able to do forward progress in battle. Is everybody with me here? All right. So the Israelites are just chilling. Saul is a king, but technically doesn't really know what to do. Jonathan is his son, and the Philistines want to kill him. And we find ourselves in Samuel 14, the first verse. Jonathan says to his armor bearer, we have got to do something. Let us go over to the Philistines. And let's, in my, in my version, he's like, let's get this done. Let's do something about what's happening. So the first thing that I want to kind of exhort you with is sometimes we just have to decide to do something. In the fight that we have, we have to be able to say, you know what? I'm not just going to sit here and complain anymore. I'm not going to sit here and just look around. I'm not going to sit here and wait. I think a lot of the times in the kingdom of God, we have this uh, wrong understanding of what waiting in the Lord means, right? Now, waiting in the Lord can look like, hey, just be still and know that I am. But waiting in the Lord can also look like, hey, I want you to be an active participant of what I am getting ready to do in your life. Come on, somebody. That's a good thing that the Savior of the world doesn't just back off of us. He says, no, I want to be together with you in this, and I want you to take a step towards me, and I take a step towards you. There is active things going on in the kingdom right now that we should decide to do something about. There are things in your family that you just have seen and watched and, and, and not done anything about, but the Lord today, I believe, is going to spur you to action to say, listen, it takes your prayers. It's going to take your words of knowledge. It's going to take your wisdom to have a change in a situation. Does anybody in this house have a situation that they want to see changed? Jonathan wanted to see change. Jonathan was done. Jonathan was the heir to the kingdom. Jonathan, we hear so much about Jonathan after this story. But this story, he reminds me of David. Because he was not going to back down to the Philistines. He was not going to back down to the army. He was not about to lay and sit around in the pomegranate tree with the rest of the crew and just wait it out. He wanted to do something. And we are a people of action. We are a people of movement. Even when Jesus was here on earth, through his stories and his parables, he was doing, he was moving, and he was being. We are not a people to just sit around and wait for the enemy to come to us. Did you hear what I said? That I don't want the enemy to come to me. I want the enemy to know who I am. I want the enemy to realize that he ain't going to mess with my family. He is not going to mess with my marriage, my ministry, or my life. He is going to be sorry that he ever messed with me. And I believe that Jonathan felt that warrior spirit rising up inside of him when he saw that the Philistines were trying to take away the weapons, when he saw that the Philistines were trying to encamp around them, and then maybe when he saw his dad just chill, 
sometimes we've got to make a decision that we are going to be the change. We are going to be men and women of action that bring about life in a dead situation. We are going to be men and women of action that in the middle of a battle will not cower down but say, no, Father, I'm going to fight. I'm going to do this. And now I know that sometimes it's scary to fight. It's scary to use these words even in the kingdom of God. I am not talking about knocking anybody out, although sometimes we have that desire. I am talking about taking up the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, but mighty through the spirit of the God. I'm talking about swinging the word of the Lord and praying and getting down on our knees and using worship as our warfare. I loved how Brittany said, we are going to raise a hallelujah even before we see our victory. My, oh, my, it's real easy to do that in this atmosphere. But sometimes when you're at home and you're facing a real-life situation, your arms sometimes weigh 20 pounds to raise a hallelujah. But when we become men and women of resolution and men and women that will war, we say, I don't care how much it weighs, I'm going to say hallelujah. Come on, somebody. And sometimes we just need that spirit to activate in the atmosphere that we're in Monday through Saturday instead of just here. I love when we get to worship together. I love the spirit of God moving. But if we can't worship Monday through Saturday, God's not going to move Monday through Saturday. God needs men and women who will fight every single day. And you know why? Because every single day, I don't have Pastor Wade with me. Every single day, I don't have Pastor Becky with me. But every single day, I have the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the Lion of Judah that is roaring on my side. So what is it today that you need to decide to do something about? What is it today that you need to look at your tribe and your people and say, let's go? Get your stuff and let's go. I don't care where anybody else is going. I'm going to wherever it is. I'm going higher. I'm going to the next level. I always challenge my students and I say, what can you do today to get you to the next level tomorrow? What can you do this morning to get you to where you want to be tonight? Well, that it's easier said than done. It only takes one step of faith. It only takes one action to change your day around. Everybody smile. Did you feel that? Did you feel the joy right now? It took one thing for me to be like, everyone smile. And all of a sudden you're like, ah, how does she talk with a smile like that? I don't know. God did that for me, okay? That's what everyone says. I just do it. So um, they were, they, Jonathan just knew that he was over hiding. Because it says, if you read it in the word, that they went and hid in caves. That they went and, and went away. And so what I want you to do is decide to do something. So this situation was not favorable. All right? If you look at this, this picture right here, this is an actual picture of where they believe it was Mikmash and Geba. All right? You know how we were singing that fun song about the valley and, it da -da -da and all that stuff? This is a valley. This is a gorge right here. This is where he stood with his armor bearer, and he said, you know what? I see those Philistines all the way up there, and we got to do something about it. His armor bearer didn't back down and go, yo, you crazy. He's like, this ain't, we don't have weapons of warfare right now. We do not have sharp swords. Our swords are, we've just battled. And he said, 
let's go. The armor bearer said, whatever is on your heart to do, let's do it. And sometimes that's what we got to do. Come on, the well church exists to lead people to an encounter with God, to set a stage, to cultivate relationship and evangelism and all that stuff. That doesn't sound so easy sometimes when you're facing things. But God is looking for men and women to say, let's do it. Whatever is on your heart, God, for this nation, whatever is on your heart, God, for this city, whatever is on your heart, we need to tear it down. Their enemy was on a high place, and they were in a low place. We have felt like that so many times. I have felt like that so many times, where it seemed an impossible situation, but the determination and the grit of the Lord was inside of me saying, I can do this. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this. You know, have you ever had a conversation with yourself and God? And you're like, she don't know what she's talking about. Yes, she does. God, just infiltrate her spirit. And you're like, I don't know. Maybe I'm telling on myself. But sometimes I believe that faith changes every situation. Only faith and courage can look at something like this and say, we got this. Don't you worry about this because we're going to defeat them. Only faith can infiltrate your mind, your mindset, your children, your family to say, it's all right, you're good. You don't believe me? When you guys have little kids and they fall, like when they're two and they fall, and they, you, know, you know they just bump their knee or something, and they get up and someone's around you, have they ever said, just smile, just smile, smile, smile? And you're like, why? Like, if you smile and don't go, ooh, are you okay? They'll just forget about it. Have you ever been there? As a parent, that's your faith working and going, oh, Lord, please don't let them have broken anything. Let's just smile. Let's smile and see. That's faith working, not only in you, in your atmosphere, and in your child. Sometimes we got to have faith like we do with children and say that about spiritual situations. It may look one way, but I'm going to smile, I'm going to praise the Lord, and I'm going to have faith that my God is bigger than the mountain, that my God is bigger than what I'm facing, that my God is bigger than what I feel. Our emotions can be really deceiving, but our God is our solid foundation. Our God is the one, like Brittany said, that changes families around and restores family. Our God is the one that heals the sick. I don't know about you, but when I hear that song, I've seen those things. I have lived some of those things. And you can't tell me at my age that he can't do it. He can do it for a 12-year-old. He can do it for an 82-year-old. He can do it for Anyone who believes and declares that he is good. Come on, somebody say amen with me today. So whether by one or by many, the Lord can save. Jonathan didn't even know if he was the one that God was going to use to be the deliverer. But he was over waiting for a solution and became the solution. Take that in. He was over waiting for it, and he decided to become a solution in a place that he knew he could do something about it. We need to take this all the time. This isn't just spiritual. This is about in your workplace. This is about with your families. This is about with your children. This is about when you go to Walmart. What? what? Walmart? Yes. Sometimes that, that person, well, now I don't even know if you guys have checkout lanes. We don't have checkout lanes. We just have to check it out ourselves now. Like, legit. Like, they, they got rid of all the cash registers, and there's just a lot of checkouts. So you check yourself out, okay? 
literally, there's, like, there's videos, and you're, like, checking out while you check out. And so when you deal with people in stores, you can feel heaviness. You can feel frustration. And what the enemy would want you to do, because you're late, and you got to get home, and you had a hard day, is to give what they give you. But the Lord is not that kind of exchange God. He is a God of faith and courage to say, you had a bad day? You okay? It takes maybe two sentences to start someone just telling their story. Yesterday we were at a restaurant, and literally I was like, are you from here? And our server was like, blah, 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 blah. I mean, he literally just talked because sometimes people just need someone to speak to. Sometimes we just need to allow the spirit of the Lord to move us in different situations that we had no idea he was going to move us in. It's very easy to do it here, and I'm not saying he can't, but it takes more than just these four walls to bring a change to a whole city. Amen? And so we want to be able to look at unfavorable situations and say, God, in your name, it shall be done. And so there's strategy that, that Jonathan was starting to use. Here's another picture on the next slide. This is another picture of what it looks like. Uh, even bigger, okay? Again, like you sang that song, right? The valleys is where the green grows, and that's where I want to be, right? But it, it's a lot different when your enemy's up top with swords and looking at you, right? And so the strategy of the Lord is found in 1 Samuel 14, 6 through 11. And this is, uh, I read some of it, so I'm going to start um, on... Eight. Then Jonathan said, very well, let us cross over to those men, and we will show ourselves to them. If they say thus to us, wait until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place and not go up. But if they say, come up to us, then we will go up. For the Lord has delivered them into our hand, and this will be a sign to us. So both of them showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines, and the Philistines said, Look, the Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they have hidden. All right, I'm going to stop there. Now, listen. Oh, I love it that you put it up there. That's great. And so we need to, to look at the strategy of God, right? How many of you are like, Lord, give me wisdom in this situation? How many of you had had that prayer, right? When the Lord has answered in a really weird way, are you like, wait, Lord, wait, wait, I'm confused. Because I asked you for strategy and wisdom. And he's like, that's strategy and wisdom. And you're like, mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. Because I asked you how to deal with my coworker, and you said to humble myself. I, I, I don't know about that, right? The strategy of the Lord that Jonathan got was, hey, by the way, what we're going to do is we're going to get in that middle of the valley, and we're going to basically be like, And then if they say to us, don't come up, we won't go up. But if they say to us, come up, the Lord is with us. I'm sure, listen, I don't know who the real hero is here, Jonathan or the armor bearer. Because I would have been looking at him and been like, you sure that's what the Lord said? Because it's two of us. It's real high up there. We're going to have to climb it. Right? Because, right, if I'm up here and they're down there, I just got to throw something at them. Just, that's it. 
And Jonathan said, don't you worry. If they say come on up here, then the Lord is on our side. Don't you worry. I can only see him like a boxer, okay? Because I don't know if you watch boxing, but Puerto Rico, they watch boxing all the time. I grew up going to boxing fights. It was crazy. I don't do it now. But it, it, they're like, they're so souped up to go into the ring and beat each other up, right? I feel like Jonathan kind of was hyped like that. He was like, it's on. <laughs> He says, come on up. I'm taking off my earrings, and I'm ready to go fight. And so, oh, come on, somebody. I know there's some scrappy people up in here. They're like, you say so. And listen, let's not even talk about the mama bears. Somebody mess with your child. You're about, wait a minute. Okay? Wait a minute. So the strategy of the Lord sometimes will not make sense in your physical and mental place, but your spirit will get excited. Like when they're like, hey, let's do a watchman prayer. Yes! And she's like, 9 to 12. And you're like, huh. <laughs> Listen, that's me for real. She knows it because I love her. I am not a night person. Pastor Omari is in bed at 8 o'clock when we put the kids to bed, okay? I am not kidding, okay? And so I need my 10 hours of sleep. It's not beauty sleep. It's just sleep. I just need sleep. I need to, I need to fall asleep. But when the pastor says, I believe that through bringing down strongholds, we're going to be able to have access and break down gates into this city. Sometimes our flesh is not going to want to do what our spirit wants to do. But that's why David said, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. He wasn't, he was trying to, he was bypassing his flesh. He was saying, oh, spirit inside of me, you bless the Lord God because you know all his benefits. You know what he's doing. And sometimes when the Lord gives you a strategy for your family, you've got to do it, even if it seems crazy to other people. Do you think that he would have had the same outcome if he would have told his father or a captain of the army, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to show ourselves. And then if they say, come on up here, it's going to be fine. They're going to be like, you're crazy, David. By the time we climb those hills, they're going to be every single one of us up. It does not take a captain strategist to, to duh, like they're on the top, we're on the bottom, they're going to kill us, okay? And so Jonathan was not deterred by circumstances that didn't lend themselves towards him. And I think sometimes God will put us in situations where he's stacking the deck in his favor, to where we can say to somebody, in my own strength, I would have not been able to do this. In my own strength, I could not have authored my story to get to here. In my own strength, it makes absolutely no sense. In the world's economy, I should be broke and have no house. But with the kingdom of God and his upside-down kingdom, I'm able to look at it and say, it's because of the Lord that I am standing here. It is because of the Lord that I'm able to say, I wouldn't have never thought of that plan because the plan doesn't make sense right he says how will you fight in the kingdom how will you become the greatest of these by going low J Jesus I just asked you how do you become the greatest he said yeah you just go low but I said how do you become the greatest he said, yeah you just you just you're there he gives us direction sometimes that does not make sense in our flesh and our minds. But when we open our spirit, when we say, Father, here we are, our yes.
opens things that we have no idea. No idea. Hallelujah. So the landscape of battle was a gorge. It was uphill. The enemy was on a high place. And Jonathan and his armor were in the bottom, taunting his enemy, knowing that the enemy had way more things than they had. But Jonathan and his servant had their faith in Christ. Not even in their own ability. Not even in their own ability. And I say that because they didn't even have the weapons that they needed, okay? I don't even know if his armor bearer had armor. Because the armor bearer bears the armor of the person that they're the armor bearer for. So one of them had armor. One of them didn't. I wonder if they both had it. I don't know how that happened. But then here's what happens. Sometimes we will have to get on our hands and our knees, and we need to climb the hill to get to the fight. I hate this verse because I've lived this verse. There are times that our faith takes us to a place where we are so broken before the Lord, and we have to say, Father, if you don't do it, it's not going to get done because I don't have strength. I know you are true. I know you are faithful. I know the goodness of the Lord is upon our lives, but in my own strength, I am done. I am weak, I am bloody, and I'm climbing up a hill about to face an enemy that probably is going to kill me before I even get there. But the Lord today wants to let you know that if your faith is placed in him, his favor will be upon your life. You might be bloody and you might be tired and you might not even understand why you're in the position that you're in. But God does and God has unending strength and God is healer and God is provider for everything that you need. And I stand in front of you, not as a person who's saying pretty words. I am telling you, I have literally lived this in the last 18 months. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. I didn't want to go out, okay? I didn't even want to go out. And I said, Father, I love people. I am a people person, and I don't want your people. And he was like, it's okay, Wilmar, you keep going. And through tears, I would be like, amen, I love people. And when the spirit of the Lord came upon me, all fear had to leave. I wish I could be like, and as soon as I got home, I knew exactly what to do. I didn't sometimes. But God, but God, in his mercy and his goodness, hold on to those that hold on to him. They hold on to him even when they don't understand. They hold on to him when every single thing should say give up. He's not with you. You should just quit. There is something that happens that makes you get that stance, square your shoulders back and say, I might die trying, but I'm going to try. I might die fighting, but I'm going to fight. I always tell my husband, listen, because he's so protective. I love that about him. And he's like, Wamari, you left the door unlocked. And I'm like, I know, I forgot. It's okay. I don't know what to do. I will turn on my flat iron. It heats up in three seconds, and I will flat iron them to death. And he was like, Wamari, that's not going to work. And I'm like, listen, don't you worry about this Latina. I might go down, but I won't go down without a fight. All right? I don't know about you, but the same 
feeling and emotion that we have towards physical things, or if someone even tried to say anything about my children, is the same resolve we should have against our spiritual enemy. I've come today to awaken some men and women to say no more things in my house, devil. No more enemy will I back down to what you have against me. I will stand strong in the promise of God, the promise that he has over my family, and the word of the Lord, which remains true forever and ever. And so Jonathan said, let's go. And so here's what happens. Courage and faith spur action. I want you to say courage and faith spur action. So if you, if we read, let's read. This is my favorite part. Here we go. And so he said, then the men of the garrison called to Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, come on up to us and we will show you something. Yeah, I'm sure they had something to show them. Uh, Jonathan said to his armor bearer, come up after me for the Lord has delivered them into the hands of Israel. And Jonathan climbed up on his hands and knees with his armor bearer after him. And they fell before Jonathan. And as he came after him, his armor bearer killed them. That first slaughter, which Jonathan and his armor bearer made, was about 20 men within about half an acre of land. And there was a trembling in the camp, in the field, and among all the people. The garrison and the raiders also trembled. The earth quaked so that it was very great trembling. When we take courage and faith and we begin to move, our God produces even a place for the earth to respond. For the earth to respond. When I read this the first time, I was like, oh, they were trembling, right? Like they were knocking in their knees. Oh, but if you read all the different versions, it was saying there was a trembling in the land. There is a action. There's a reaction when the Spirit of God moves in faith and courage over a city, over a nation. So much so that when you um, have courage and faith, it spurs people into action. And even the army that was far away heard and realized that something was shifting. Saul that was sitting under a pomegranate tree had no idea that Jonathan was gone. If you read your word, it says, oh, the earth is shifting. Something is going on. Take a roll in the camp and see who is not here. And they took a roll, and they found out, it's your son. Your son and his armor bearer are not here, and something is going on. They were feeling it. Have you ever been in a place that you feel it? You go, ooh, something. The atmosphere is different. When you have courage and faith, you're shifting an atmosphere. The, the very trees have to respond. It says that if we don't cry out, the rocks would cry out and praise Jesus. It says that the earth is groaning and waiting. Come on, somebody, this is a great example of this. When we have faith and courage and we climb up a hill, I want to say that it was the hill that covered Jonathan, probably. If you think about it, if the Lord was on his side, have you ever watched the, you know, uh, Narnia or whatever it was that the trees speak to each other? 
I wonder if that was the creative miracle that the Lord had, that the hills covered them. I don't know. But all I know is that when they started slaying, the earth started moving. And Saul, who was far away, realized something is going on. And the courage and faith of one man spurred an army into action. What will you spur into action when you decide to go? When you decide to go against all odds up a hill to battle your enemy? We never know who's watching us. We never know who is looking at our life. And our life can be a testimony of the power of God. So when we have courage and faith, we are spurred into action. When we have courage and faith, it brings the favor of the Lord. It brings his favor because the Philistines were confused about what had happened. When they felt the ground trembling and had no idea and saw their people falling, they started killing each other. Because there was no way that somebody was attacking them because they were in a favorable place. So Saul and his army ran and came to the camp. And they got there and they were killing each other. So they were like, all right, we'll just help you on this endeavor right here. And they jumped in and the courage and faith brought the favor of the Lord for Jonathan and all of Israel. Who knows what your courage can do for your family line? Who knows what your courage and your faith can do for the city, can do for the people at your job, can do for those closest to you? I believe that God God is, is moving in us in this kingdom time right now that we could say, you know what, enemy, I'm not scared of you anymore. I am not scared of you because I have a whole army that is with me and there is more with me than are against me and finally the courage and faith will bring the lost home I love this part because it is again a part that I had never seen and I know it's very close and dear to this heart to the, the heart of this house and it says in verse 21 moreover the Hebrews who were with the Philistines before that time who went up with them in the camp from the surrounding country, they also joined the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. Likewise, all the men of Israel who had hidden in the mountains of Ephraim, when they heard that the Philistines fled, they also followed hard after them in battle. When it says that there were Hebrews with the Philistines, those were people who had fallen away from believing that they could survive. They were, they were almost backslidden. They were like, you know what? That sounds real good, Samuel. But now I think we're going to get defeated, so I'm going to go and just live with them. Just live that lifestyle and just intermingle with them. The wayward sons and daughters, as soon as they felt the presence of Yahweh, they were, they were like, oh, man, we know what's happening. Oh, man. Oh, no. And they probably were like, Woo, we're on the wrong side. Lord, we want to be on your side again. And it might have taken the earth shaking. And it might have taken the, the wind moving in a weird way. But it spurred them to believe in that which they had stopped believing in. 
When we walk in courage and faith, we bring the lost home. When we walk in courage and faith, our prodigal sons and daughters will see that we serve a faithful God. Well, mom and dad have never given up on that. Mom and dad have never given up on me. And you know what? I want that. I want to have something that will not be shaken and will not go. It will also bring those that are hiding out of their caves. I don't know about you, and I don't know how real this is for this time. We need people to come out of hiding and believe in a God who is faithful, he is good, and he is a provider. Woo! And I stand here today telling you, I hid in a cave for a while, but God is so faithful that he would not let me stay there. He would not let me stay broken. He would not let me stay in my own stinking thinking. But he spoke life, and he said, daughter, get up and let's go. There are things to do. And some days it was breath by breath, and some days it was hour by hour, and then it turned into day by day and week by week and here I stand being able to say it is because of the Lord on my side that I can stand here today and he is on your side he's not just a Wilmarie Hamilton God he's in everyone God he is a God of more than enough whatever you stand here today say I don't think he can do this I tell you don't you tell me he can't do it because I've seen it happen in my own life I've never seen this well don't you tell me he can't do it because I've seen it with my own eyes This is a house of miracles. This is a city of miracles. This is a city of revival and breakthrough. And I'm not going to be the one that it doesn't flow through. I will not stand in the way without faith. I will stand with faith and not doubt that he can break down walls. I will not stand with doubt, but I will stand with faith, even if it takes everything I have. So stand with me if the piano player could come. Who will he bring home with my faith? Out of all the things, I'm glad that they had victory. I'm glad that the provision of the Lord was upon them. But the biggest thing is, people who were lost came to Christ. People who were hiding came out of hiding and believed in God. The last verse said, so the Lord, or verse 23, it's not the last verse in the chapter, but the last verse in the story. So the Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle shifted. And the battle shifted. There's a shifting going on. There's a shifting in your life. And what's crazy is when when Pastor Becky got up here and was like, it's two years of transition and two years of our yes. And I was like, literally stop reaching because this is it. You faced your battle and you are here. You're on the other side. That's what it says. Jonathan said, let's go to the other side. He was sick of being in the valley and he was ready to go to the mountaintop. Are there any people here that are going, yeah, let's go to the other side. I'm done with this. I'm done with today. And I have enough faith and courage to believe that their number one is the other side and that number two, he's going to use me to get there. I believe, as you've seen this weekend, that we need every single one of you. 
Not just some of you, oh, well, it's the people who went to her class. Absolutely not. I am no one. I do not put on airs. I have no idea how the Lord has gotten me here, but I'm so thankful that he chooses to use the foolish things so that we can confound the wise and be able to say, it's because of the Lord. It's because of God that I stand here. I couldn't have authored this. I couldn't have made this. But God is faithful because when we are faithful in the little, he is faithful in a lot. Because when he says, go this way, even though it doesn't feel right, and you go that way, he is faithful. Now, we could go in a whole other way and, and be like, the faithfulness of Jonathan and the obedience of Jonathan was something that his father, unfortunately, couldn't catch. But Jonathan did. Jonathan understood that faithfulness and humbleness, and even when he was in line to be king, he gave up his armor for the anointed one, David. And his yes gave David's ability to do and be what he needed to be. And Jonathan's yes, and I always like to say because it's about the seed and about our legacy and inheritance. Jonathan's yes and his faithfulness through all of it. Even after he died, because of his faithfulness to what God had in his life and David, David remembered his son, Mephibosheth, and blessed him. And his legacy never needed for anything. So our yes, our willingness to have faith and courage, it's about our seed. It's about my inheritance. It's about the inheritance of the land where I stand it's about Chattanooga seeing Jesus. That's where I'm at right now. It's about Naya and knowing being able to walk in, in what God has for them. It's about the ability of the Hamilton household to walk in generations after generations after generations. So what is the yes that the Lord is asking of you today? I, if I did an altar call, everyone would be up here because there's a yes there's a yes in our spirit. There's a yes to the call. So what I want us to do today is, first of all, I want to pray over your pastors. Is that okay if I do that? I want to pray over their family. And then I want us to pray with a yes spirit. With a Jonathan spirit that says, the Lord can save the city by many or by few. Well, he's going to do it. But he's going to bring change into my family. He's going to bring change into my life. He's going to bring change into my mindset. He's going to shift things. The battle shifts today. The battle shifts today. Can we just honor the Lord right now? Can we say, Father, let the battle shift today? Come on, the battle shifts today. The battle shifts today in your marriage. The battle shifts today in your family. The battle shifts spiritually right now in this place, in Benton Harbor, in the surrounding cities right now, from the north to the south, to the east and your west. Let the Spirit of God come and brood over the waters here. Come and brood over our generations here. Come and brood over young and old, God. We need Mary. We need Martha. We need Elijah. We need Elisha, Lord. Right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, just open up your mouth and start bringing things in 
into this atmosphere. We thank you, Father, that the healing of heaven is going to be the healing here on earth. We thank you, God, that the joy in heaven is going to be the joy that we walk in here on earth. You are breaking chains that bind your people even now in the name of Jesus. We just take a couple minutes to say yes. We just take a couple minutes to say we will not be deterred by mountain. We will not be deterred by weapon. We will not be deterred by man or fear of man. But we will walk in calling, anointing, power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit to come and break the yoke that has bound this land for so long. You break it, God. We will walk in the anointing to bring together sons and daughters, generations and generations, God. We cry out together, Lord. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. We want to thank you for listening in today. At The Well, we believe in cultivating a culture for more of God. Wherever you are in your relationship and walk with God, we believe that there is always more for those who diligently seek after Him. If you would like to find out more, please check out our website at thewellmichigan.com and connect with us on social media.